Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Cloud and Clear, SADA's video and audio podcast talking about everything cloud-related. I'm Michael Ames, Managing Director of Vertical Markets at SADA. When we do these podcasts, sometimes we're interviewing thought leaders from Google. Sometimes we're putting our own thought leaders forward. The ones we love the most are when we are able to bring in our great customers and partners and let them do the talking about the work that they are doing and how it's impacting the world. I'm really excited today to introduce uh, to you Aaron Soroka, Vice President of Operations at Video. Uh, Aaron, welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me, Michael. We're really excited to have you here. And uh, your, your company does some remarkable work filling an important need in a lot of important industries. So I think we want to start out with that. Just tell us a little bit about video, your core products. Tell us what they do and who those primary customers are. We have a long history within the video communication space. Uh, one of the uh, one of the leaders or one of the first ones into the space and, and have been here for uh, well over a decade, uh, nearing two decades. Um, predominantly uh, at this time, the vast majority of our work was is within healthcare, banking, and and government uh, uh, government entities. We provide a very secure, very stable. Uh, and very adaptable system um, and, and something uh, uh, that many of our clients have the opportunity to white label or customize to really meet the need of whatever their specific use case is. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because the fact is, I, I got to admit, I am a Google Meet fanboy. We operate it on it all day long as, as Google Workspace users at SADA, working with Google and many, many of our Google-focused customers that's where we are. And the rest of the world is on Teams or on Zoom. Somebody looking at video superficially would say video communications is a saturated market. You've been there for 10 years. Like, what is it that you're doing that is different from these products that are already out there so widely deployed? Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. If you, you know, if you look at your phone, if you take your phone and you look at it, and you'll see exactly what you've just said. There are numerous apps out there that you can communicate point to point, one to one, a couple people at a time. You can turn on, you know, different filters and, and have that basic communication. But where we have really focused and we've found our niche is working with the working to create bespoke or really special solutions for a, a particular company. So if you are a, uh, if you are a banking, uh, uh, banking entity and you have a unique, uh, a, a unique problem that you're trying to solve, say for example, this is one of our existing clients, uh, say for example, um, you want to embed video technology in your ITMs or your ATMs around the world, you can take our APIs and you can embed them so that while somebody is going to a uh, bank machine and needs, uh, needs help, they can ring somebody within that call. At the same time, you look at uh, healthcare, and of course, everything that's happened over the last three or four years that we've all lived through has really changed the world of telehealth. And so while it used to be, and, and we hear this a lot from, from our clients, pre-COVID, a lot of people looked at telehealth, even within the hospital, as a bit of a novelty. And now that has totally changed. And as you can imagine, when you start thinking about regulations such as HIPAA compliance, uh, GDPR, and, and all of the different uh, uh, regulations surrounding security, uh, handling of uh, uh, PPI and, and different information, that has really changed the way that you approach healthcare and the way that you provide solutions. And so, again, instead of if you're the doctor and I'm the patient, pre-COVID, that may be the typical 
use case. You're calling me, you know, where you're giving me a quick consult. And again, it was a bit of a novelty. Now it's very, very different. So how can I triage a patient that comes into a hospital that has a, uh, that needs to see a specialist across town at another hospital without transferring them to that hospital because of the expense, the resources required to move them by ambulance? So how do, how can we integrate with hardware devices? How can we bring different uh, physicians or specialists together? How can we bring in interpreters to, to assist with live interpretation services? How can we enable 24-7 virtual nursing or virtual, virtual rounding? Those are the kinds of solutions that we can solve and that we concentrate on solving that some of our other uh, competitors aren't as focused on. I think that's just such an important thing to understand is folks who are used to thinking of video communications like this in just the context of talking to your your kid who's away at college, bringing in the, bringing in the grandparents to, to help sing happy birthday, or even day-to-day business meetings, right? These, these platforms have essentially replaced the conference room for mm-hmm. how we work together uh, within a, within and between companies, but those capabilities, as good as they are, are not sufficient for key use cases in industries. And I, I can I can tell you that I, that I witnessed this, and it's it's the reason that what you're doing is so important. In the early days of of the pandemic, I was closely involved with the work that Sada and Google were doing, like everybody, to try to say what what can we do to help with this. We saw the demand for telehealth going through the roof, and for a while there was a push to say, well, maybe we can get. Google Meet into the hands of doctors, and they could use that for their for their patient connections. And, and technically, you can have a great video conference with anybody over a platform like Google Meet. But here's the problem. When, when you're a doctor, you need to provide a really specific experience. It needs to work for mm-hmm. people who don't understand technology in many cases. You've got to have lots of compliances that you're worried about. You want to be able to do things like put people in a waiting room and maybe give them the ability to ask and answer questions. You want that video experience to be under the branding of, of your, of your hospital, of your clinic. And none of those things are possible with the sort of consumer or general business grade uh, video conference systems. And that effort to create something that would succeed in healthcare at a time of great need basically failed. I I hate to say it. Right. Mm -hmm. So so I'll I'll, I'll condition my prior statement. Google Meet fanboy in the context of conversations <laughs> like this, but as a healthcare IT guy, which is what my my background is, it's it's tools like video that are actually helping to enable the transition to telehealth, which is providing so much benefit, right? Yeah, across the board. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. And again, you you gave a great use use case. You know, another great one for for our listeners and, and viewers. Think about when a loved one at the beginning of COVID had to go to the hospital, they were in the ICU. We didn't know how to protect ourselves. The nurses you know, didn't necessarily have the PPE. And so how can you use technology to keep people safe and keep people in touch? And so imagine if you had a video enabled hospital room, if all hospital rooms were video enabled, the nurse could speak to the patient remotely, thereby keeping themselves safe. And at the same time, you can use that same tool for the patient to be able to call out to their loved ones who weren't allowed to come into the room. Again, it's somewhat of a, of a, a more basic use case of what, uh, compared to what we're capable of, but that gives you a really good idea of, of something that we all experienced um, or we all witnessed happening over the last three or four years. 
Well, and I love that idea of embedding uh, outside of healthcare, embedding a video communication experience there with an ATM, right? Mm -hmm. I think of all of the ways that we used to, to be across a table or a countertop from a human being, but as we have introduced more and more automation, in a sense, more and more robots kind of taking those roles, on the one hand, it's been great for scalability and innovation and mm -hmm. speed and things like that, but it's been terrible for the personal touch. It, it breaks down the, the moment that you realize that you've forgotten your pin or, the, or, that, you've, or that you aren't quite sure how to interact with this robot. The ability to embed a video communication experience with an actual human on the other end who can communicate with you, looking you in the eyes, that's amazing. And as a way to put yeah. back a little bit of the humanity into this kind of kiosk and robot-enabled world that we've built for ourselves. Yep, absolutely. We have a, we have a very robust library of APIs. Um, and, and some very interesting plans or ways in which you can embed it uh, as a as an integrator or as a software developer. You can take our APIs, you can run with them, you can create whatever you want to create, whatever your solution is. We actually have a very interesting piece on our on our website where right now you, Michael, you could go to our website, you could play around with the code uh, live and adjust everything and white label it and, and pretty neat. But again, uh, you know, the APIs for us, uh, it's an exciting space to, space to 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 play because of all of the unique and creative developers that are out there around the world trying to create or embed their technology or video technology within their solutions. Did you just say that I can go onto your website and, and actually like play with this? Yes, 100%. You shouldn't have said that. I'm, I'm like, yeah, uh, I, will I will send I, you the I, link. I'm a, I'm a hacker wearing a business suit in, in reality, and uh, and that's that's exciting. That's really cool, and, and great that you sort of opened that up because yep. I think it is the APIs and the embeddability and those kinds of things that really differentiate. And so leading leading with that, making that available available to engineers, developers on your website, so that they can get their hands on it and see how this works and be like, oh, this is awesome. I Absolutely. see how to incorporate this into my application or my solution. That's uh, that's a great move on your part. So video.com, go to the platform section. Uh, you can play with it live there. And if you want to uh, get started, we have a program where we give you 5,000 minutes uh, free and you can start embedding and toying around. And, and we have resources available to help developers uh, through the process. That's great. That's great. And, and we'll put those in the, in the notes wherever you are watching or listening to this. You'll be able to go there and see it. It is vidyo.com. Yep. So folks know. Let's move on a little bit because we're talking about capabilities of the of the outward facing portion of the application, but you're doing some really interesting things in the in the back end as well about giving uh, customers more options for how they actually host the, mm -hmm. the video infrastructure. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think this comes back to the ethos of not just video, but Enchos, our parent company, we believe in choice. Um, and so as, as we think back 10, 15 years ago, when video got its start or video technology in general, everything was everything was on premise. Um, and so there is this huge shift to a to cloud. Uh, and that's been going on for a number of years and continues to accelerate. Um, but we have a number of customers that aren't quite ready to go all the way to a public cloud, especially when you start talking about healthcare. Uh, many of our clients, they move at a different speed, um, mostly because of their testing regimen and how they want to be sure that whatever they're deploying 
uh, does not break anything or integrates well with all of their hardware and all of their software that they have with running within the hospital. So we offer a uh, a, a a we offer two models. Um, that I want to speak about. One is a hybrid cloud um, where you move to the cloud, but if there are some resources that you need to maintain on-prem, we can direct those resources down-prem. And more interesting, the private cloud. And so the private cloud option, which which for us is quite exciting, and we, we get a, a fair number of new and uh, uh, existing clients uh, interested in it, allows them to take that baby step to move to the cloud. They stay in control uh, or more control of when releases come out. Uh, they stay in control of more of the security. Um, they're also able to work with us to define where data does go and does not go. Very important from the get-go. We do not store any data, especially when, it's, when it comes to healthcare. We're very, very careful. Uh, we do not have data uh, stored um, uh, with regard to our healthcare clients. But for example, we have a current client that we're working with um, that is based in Israel, and they can't have data leave Israel. And so the solution is setting up a private cloud on Google within Israel for that specific client. And so now we've met, we've met their specific needs that in their feedback to us, many of our competitors aren't able to to uh, uh, to satisfy. And that that's a testament of the breadth and width of the services of Google and GCP, and also our ability and our openness to creating that custom solution that meets the need of, of our customers. Yeah, I mean, I love this so much. And I'm glad that you mentioned on GCP because there was a point in the conversation where I'm sure people were listening and thinking, wait a second, this is a cloud podcast. This is a Google cloud-oriented podcast. Mm -hmm. Why is Aaron talking about building private clouds? What you've done is you have married kind of, kind of the best of all worlds, building private clouds for your customers that run on Google cloud infrastructure. So you have the Absolutely. security and the scalability and the replicability and the reliability and all of those things that we want from a cloud hyperscaler, but you've created a controlled environment within that, right? That then the customer can have greater control over security over updates over releases because it is true that in you know in general cloud hyperscalers upgrade their products and release things and sometimes you hear about them when you get the release notes not very often but sometimes you find out about them when something that you built has has broken and you've got to go mm -hmm. you know, make some changes and you are able to protect your customers, which you've already agreed, like the two industries we've been talking about are healthcare and banking, highly sensitive. You're able to provide them some protections against those unexpected things, meet some of their specific needs via a private cloud, but with the robustness that you're getting from Google Cloud at the back end. Yep, absolutely. Why, um, why Google Cloud specifically? Yeah, you know, I think that um, we've been a partner of Google's for, for quite some time. I think that uh, when we did our initial analysis, one of the advantages is, is Google owning their infrastructure. And, and that's not just data centers, but also the cables across the uh, cables across the ocean that provides advantages, especially when you're talking about something as real time as video and audio um, in terms of dealing with latency and mean, being sure that you've got these uh, resources that your supplier 
uh, is 100% in control of. Um, you know, they've been uh, they've been great partners of ours. You know, they're very engaged in terms of working with us in terms of their technology, how they can help us uh, develop our product, or how they can help accelerate the product. And that goes the same for Sada. Uh, you know, we've been as long as I've been here uh, at Video, we've been partnered with Sada, and they they've taken the same approach. And it's a real partnership in trying to work with us and trying to help us grow because uh, you know as we grow they they grow as well and I, I love the word partnership and uh, and that's the way I would describe both our relationship with Sada and Google well, well I appreciate that one of the things that I love about my job that's really interesting is is in in my team of vertical leaders industry vertical leaders and specialists we look we look across and between those verticals and we look for areas of of synergy and we get insight not just into what each of our customers are doing, but we also get insight into how our customers are working together. So we won't, we won't name names, but we have video as a partner and a customer of ours. And then we also have as partners and customers, partners and customers of video, right? And so it creates yep. these network effects that are exciting and provide opportunities for all of us to grow and succeed together. And it's absolutely true that as we as we work together, as we provide good service to our customers and you succeed, you grow, that benefits us. And so our, our incentives are all really nicely aligned and we can go, yep. we can go do great things together. So I'm, I'm glad that you're feeling that. It's one of the things that we like about Google. They think in those terms and, uh, and it's the way that Sada has tried to operate for a long time. Yeah, excellent. Appreciate excellent. that. Um, I would love to hear kind of what's next, right? So we've talked about how your product is differentiated. We've talked about the private cloud offering, which is, which is really exciting. Um, what's on the horizon? Yeah, for us, you know, a, a lot of our uh, emphasis of late um, is, again, working or working towards uh, finding new solutions for different workflows within the healthcare space. Um, we've, our engineers have been working for quite some time. Uh, uh, and in the next week or so, we'll be releasing functionality related to breakout rooms. Uh, and while I know the breakout room function has existed for some time with some of our competitors. This has really been focused and, and based on two different spaces, first healthcare, and then also we're, we're putting a bit of an emphasis on the judicial space and, and virtual courts uh, where, where we help a number of customers uh, around the world. And so uh, closed captioning, which we just released, which is actually uh, powered by Google, um, that took some time uh, specifically because Again, we work in healthcare, and so the terminology, fine-tuning it to ensure that when you're referencing, uh, say, a medical device or a medical procedure, uh, the, the closed captioning is accurate. Uh, and so closed captioning came out, breakout rooms, uh, uh, admittance-based uh, waiting rooms, a number of different workflows that are really going to help our healthcare clients and both our existing ones and future ones. Uh, we continue to focus on our APIs uh, and trying to grow that space. We see it as a, as, as an opportunity for us moving forward. Um, and those are really sort of the, the big things in the next 30, 60 Let's say rather than thirty, sixty, nine days, days. Let's say three to six months. Yeah, that's that's great, and and what an incredible roadmap. Having having been a juror, mm -hmm. I can tell you how much I would rather have been able to to do this in a remote way. Exactly. Um, or even things like in the courthouse, 
when as a as a juror we had we had questions and we had to reach people to ask those questions but we couldn't and we had to wait until the next day because somebody had left the building for the day or things like that and so creating abilities to um, help streamline that process uh, I, I would have loved to have been there after after you guys accomplished this I can see the yeah, value. absolutely streamline is a great word and that is a great theme in all of the verticals that we're working um, you hear if you if you're tapped in and I know you are but if you're tapped in uh, if the listeners are tapped into the to the healthcare space you hear a lot about the the nursing shortage mm-hmm. and you hear about the financial impact to healthcare systems that covid played and so a lot of of where our partners are looking is they're looking to streamline workflows they're w- looking to find efficiencies how can we work with less and, and accomplish more and so that again waiting rooms um, different workflows, our new virtual sitter product, which which has been on the market for about six months, which enables uh, uh, virtual rounding and virtual nursing. It's all about efficiencies and, yeah. and how can we drive efficiencies so that hospitals uh, can, can overcome some of the challenges they're facing coming out of uh, the COVID pandemic. Well, and the great thing about working in the healthcare industry is that um, any dollar that a hospital system saves on efficiency tends to get reinvested back mm-hmm. into processes and things that ultimately improve patient care. And that's the goal, right? So it's it would be easy to get thinking, well, you know, we're a technology company, we're providing a video conferencing solution, but through enabling telehealth, through enabling more efficient processes for clinicians there in the hospital, you are actually creating value for that business in a way that's going to have an impact on the health of the people that they're serving. Right. And that's what makes doing this work, even from the technology side, you know, so, so ultimately satisfying. So we thank you for being a part of that, for bringing your innovation mindset to this, for, for doing all of the work that you're doing to make, um, to make healthcare a better place as well as in the other industries that you're serving. Um, and I, and I think with that, I think we'll, we'll wrap this up. Uh, what a great discussion. Any other, any final comments or questions? Tell you what, let me ask you this, and I won't have, I won't have prepared you for this. So you got to think on your feet. You have a magic wand, and with the magic wand, you can make any change in the public cloud space to make the work that you're doing better and easier. It could be a new product, it could be a new capability, it could be it could be anything. If you could wave that wand and wish for one thing, what would that be? Oh, you're putting me on the spot. Um, you know, I think for us, I, I think that. AI um, and the integration of AI into our solutions. And, and I think everybody in the tech space, we're all trying to figure out how AI can, can change things and evolve things. And so for us, when I, think of, uh, when, I, when I think of video and what can change or what we can figure out in the near term to really accelerate our, our business is understanding how we can use AI to help solve solutions. And, um, yeah, so I think that is probably the the biggest opportunity for us. That's great. So folks from Google and SADA who are listening to this, that's the problem that we need to go out and figure out um, how to make that easier and better for folks like video to help them, help them figure out to deliver what's next. Um, Great. Thanks again, Aaron. We appreciate your time today. We appreciate the good work that your company is doing. We'll wrap that up. Thanks, everybody, for um, listening or watching. And we look forward to uh, talking to you again on another edition of Cloud and Clear. Thank you for listening to Cloud and Clear. Check the show notes for links to this week's topics. And don't forget to connect with us on Twitter at Cloud and Clear. 
and our website, sada.com. Be sure to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app.